0: It's the Weather Jazz Podcast. Podcast. Almost anything can happen. Why? Because it's Open Line Friday. Friday. Ah, yes, finally, the first Friday of the month of May, the merry month of May, and we'll look at the month of May. In some interesting ways today on this Open Line Friday, where almost anything can happen and can be discussed. And we'll do exactly that today. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and periodically interesting off topic episodes and topics that for no other reason your host finds interesting. And I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the Senior Meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 187 for Friday, May 7th, 2021. And I have some really cool news to tell you about in terms of Weather Jazz history. Now, I've been podcasting for a very long time, and I was podcasting when I had to manually code all of my XML files for Apple Podcasts. And back then, I was only on Apple Podcasts. Now, there are so many podcast apps out there. Can't keep track of them, and they all have different coding protocols, and so it was difficult to... Really keep track of all of them, which is why I use Anchor.fm. You'll be hearing about them a little bit later on in the break. But since Season 2 began, and it's about a year and a half now that Season 2, and I will probably keep it Season 2 for the foreseeable future, unless there's a major change in the way that we do things or maybe an increase in the number of Weather Jazz podcasts, maybe maybe to a daily event. And this is something I've asked you about, and I do want to hear from you. If you think that you would benefit from a daily podcast, Weather Jazz podcast release Monday through Friday, let me know about it. Give me a call on the Weather Jazz podcast, podcast audience connect line a little bit later on I'll give you the number it is up on weatherjazz.com if you ever need to transcribe it but let me know what you think what would you like to hear in a daily podcast and uh, we try to mix it up on Mondays we do meteorological monday which is focusing on current and medium range forecast not necessarily Long-range forecasting, but medium and short-range. On Wednesday, many times and most of the time, we'll do a science-type podcast. We'll pick a science topic or maybe a science question and cover that. And on Friday, it's Open Line Friday. It's free-for-all Friday. And literally, I can discuss virtually anything, any place, any time, And you can drive it, too. You can even call the podcast Audience Connect line and leave me a personal question or a question maybe about something else other than or outside of science and weather. That's what Fridays are all about. They get goofy sometimes. This is not going to be too goofy. Uh, and in one sense, it'll be uh, very somber coming up in just a bit, but uh, maybe uh, fun. Fun is a good word that we will put for today, for the month of May. So there you have it. That's basically what we've been doing. Oh, and and I guess I, I meant to tell you that this very episode will push us over the 40,000... That's 4,000. Zero 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 zero. 40,000 000 plays and downloads since season two began. That's huge. And I have you to thank for that. Thank you for being a part of the Weather Jazz family. And uh, it's good that you are here. Coming up in just a little bit, I will um, pay tribute to to someone that is very special in my personal journey. He went home to be with the Lord uh, yesterday in the evening. Uh, That's coming up. I'll also share a couple of words about the month of May in poem. Now, not my poems. I've always been tempted to try to write some, and perhaps I will. Maybe I'll come out with a book someday with... uh, With poems uh, that are original and unique, but this will concentrate on poems about the month of May. Maybe you have a poem about the month of May. And also share an email coming up after the break today uh, from one of our supporters, Rose Moore, about a special gift that um, is or has some extra meaning as we push farther and farther into the period known as spring. But first, let me cover a couple of things before the break, and let's talk about the Fagradalsvjak volcano. I know, that's easy for you to say. I've had some practice. Thankfully, a lot of great practice from my Icelandic friends. And by the way, we have Icelandic listeners to weather jazz. We do. We do. Uh, so, anyway, the volcano, uh, the fissure is actually kind of uh, uh, migrating north. The first main volcano has gone pretty much quiet, and apparently they're calling it Southy because it's on the south end of the fissure. Well, there's a new uh, main volcano. They call it Northy, and from what I understand from grapevine.is, great source, English news source for. Everything in anything Icelandic, again, grapevine.is, the host, and they do video segments too, and uh, the host mentioned that it also has the nickname of Bob. Now, why Bob, I have no idea. Northy I get because it's on the north side of the fissure. At any rate, uh, I've been monitoring. They've got cameras looking at Northy e from all different angles live from the RUV network, Groove. And that is the main television network in the country of Iceland. And you can call up the YouTube live stream anytime, day or night, and look at Northy e from different angles. But Northey is doing something very interesting because recently I've looked and it's been pretty quiet. But every seven to eight minutes, it shoots a stream of lava high in the air, sometimes a couple hundred meters uh, for about a minute or two, and then it quiets down. It's a lot like Old Faithful in the United States. Or the word we get geyser from is actually Uh, geyser or geyser from central Iceland uh, a water geyser that does the very same thing that Old Faithful does. And that's where we get our word geyser from. Just thought I'd let you know. It's an Icelandic word. So it has become essentially a lava geyser about every seven to eight minutes. It just shoots up lava for about a minute or two and then goes very, very quiet. So It is very regular in that sense. I don't know how long that's going to last. I don't think anybody does. So uh, this will be interesting to to watch to see what happens to Northy or Bob, as they say, uh, at least some in Iceland. All right, let's go up to National Weather Service in Fairbanks, Alaska, because uh, yesterday they tweeted a picture of what things look like at the National Weather Service office in Fairbanks, and there are no leaves on the trees there. Uh, however, it looks like green date is coming. May 9th, which is this weekend, this uh, Sunday. It looks like a lot of leaves will start to pop out on average. The average green-up, the fastest green-up date, is May 9th. Uh, And certainly by May 12th or so, according to the graph, a lot of leaves are coming out. And and by then, green-up, dependent on what has happened climatologically that year, should have occurred. So last year, green-up occurred on May 10th. May 9th is the average we're going to be watching. And for those of you who are listening from Alaska, congratulations on your green-up date. And maybe it's already occurred down in Anchorage uh, in the southern part of the state. Mount Washington, the tallest peak in the eastern United States, 4,000, make that 6,288 feet above sea level. It is the spot on the globe that has the fastest wind speed, surface wind speed ever recorded, 231 miles an hour, happened before I was born. That was in the, I think it was the 1940s. It was either 1930s or 40s, the exact date escapes me, but the the, uh, the anniversary just occurred. And I think it's in the month of April. So it's April, either in the 30s or 40s. I know some of you were probably screaming at me on the podcast saying, it's so-and-so. Uh, there are so many facts, figures, and numbers in my head. Sometimes they they kind of uh, float, and uh, I, I get them after the podcast is done. So anyway, that just happened. But anyway, National Weather Service, or not National Weather Service, the uh, Mount Washington Observatory. Uh, just recently got a new member of their team, a furry member, a feline member. And they have posted up a picture, and I will uh, post the picture on weatherjazz.com episode number 187 so you can see Nimbus. Nimbus is the newest Summit cat. Recently, their former uh, cat mascot passed away. Uh, at uh, a wonderful, ripe old age. I think he was like 18 or 19 years old, something like that. Uh, But Nimbus is now their new mascot, and they got him from the Conway Area Humane Society in northern New Hampshire. Congratulations to Mount Washington. All right. Uh, Yesterday, I had uh, an interesting revelation when I went searching for winter weather advisories, there was only one winter weather alert affecting the United States in, in, in the entire U.S. Do you know where that was? Aho, it was not Alaska, nor was it Montana, nor was it Colorado or Utah or Wyoming or Arizona for that matter. It was, are you ready for this? National Weather Service and Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, And on May 6th in the afternoon, the National Weather Service in Honolulu issued a winter storm watch for the Big Island summits above 12,000 feet. And at this time of year, it can still snow. In fact, it can snow almost uh, at any time on those super, super high peaks. Uh, but uh, I find it rather ironic that the only place in the entire country with a winter storm watch or a winter winter weather advisory or winter anything was actually in Hawaii, uh, obviously, about 12,000 feet. Well, we'll take a short break. When we come back, a special tribute to a wonderful dear friend to whom I will always uh, really owe oh, a debt of gratitude in many ways. You'll find out how, how in just a bit. And we'll look at the wonderful month, the flowery month of May in poem. Hmm, That's coming up. Stick around. We're back. And let me give you a quick tribute, if I may of someone that was very significant not only in my life but my family's life as well And his name was Tony Hurst. He was the FAA-designated pilot examiner for Burke Lakefront Airport. And he also um, owned an interest at one point in the aviation school that was at Burke Lakefront and still very much a part of the community at Zone Aviation, which is at uh, Burke Lakefront Airport. Tony Hurst was my Uh, Pilot examiner. He was the one who gave me my check ride for my instrument training, and he was also the instructor for the instrument ground school. And uh, anybody who has ever had the pleasure of taking a course with Tony knows just, first of all, how much he loved flying, how much he loved people, and he always told you great stories that would benefit you as a pilot. Well, Tony went home to be with the Lord. He now has his uh, uh, his uh, heaven wings, and he's learning how to fly in heaven. And I'm willing to bet that uh, when a lot of his former students get up into the heavenlies and crosses over into eternity where he is, Uh, He is going to be there to help us learn how to fly in a new way. So uh, my thoughts and prayers are with Tony. And he gave my son uh, a lot of uh, flight lessons. And in fact, if you want to see what what I'm going to do, I'm going to post one of the flight lessons that I recorded with a GoPro in the back of uh, a Diamond uh, 150. Uh, and uh, you can see at the time, Noah was much younger, and you can see the passion that he had for flying and for being able to communicate in a way that resonated with every single student pilot. Uh, he also gave my wife her check ride, so number. You know, my wife's a pilot, I'm a pilot, and Noah is well on his way and at some point i'm sure we'll finish up and so tony is going to be missed on this side of eternity but i know i am confident that i'm going to see tony again okay let me get to some interesting things as far as uh, poems for the month of may there were, there are a lot of them and and i could have almost made an entire podcast just about that very topic but i didn't want to do that i want to give you a little bit of the news that i had been seeing science wise and also um, in terms of climate and and things of that nature like alaska waiting for their green up day but i wanted to at least highlight a few of these that are certainly worthy from names that you probably recognize and the first comes from Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, boy, that's a name that we all know from our uh, high school English classes, etc. Well, he was a wonderful literary artist, also a great poet, and he has a great, great poem about the month of May, and it's titled "It's Not Always May." I think you'll get the gist of it. It's a very short poem. But uh, here it is. It's only four lines long, but it really captures the essence of why we should take the bull by the horns and enjoy this month for what it is. Here we go. Maiden, that's this simple rhyme. Enjoy thy youth, it will not stay. Enjoy the fragrance of thy prime for, oh... It is not always May. Isn't that great? Again, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow with It's Not Always May. Emily Dickinson, she's another well-known poet, has one called Mayflower. Uh, Emily Dickinson, by the way, lived between 1830 and 1886 She didn't tend to give her poems titles, but this poem has attracted the title Mayflower in light of its subject. The flower, not the 1620 ship. And it goes like this. Pink, small, and punctual. Aromatic, low. Covert, in April. Candid, in May. Isn't that great? And I have one more from Sarah Teasdale, maybe uh, somebody who might be new to your ears. It certainly is to me. She was someone who lived, uh, born in 1884, passed away in 1933, but she certainly left quite a literary legacy behind, including a short poem called May Night. And it goes like this. The spring is fresh and fearless, and every leaf is new. The world is brimmed with moonlight. The lilac brimmed with dew. Beautiful. Especially given the fact that May is the month where the lilacs bloom. One of my favorite fragrances, at least floral fragrances of all time. People who know me well know that uh, lilacs are my favorite. I've not been able to grow them uh, in my property or on my property anywhere. I've tried before, and uh, I think our soil is just too clay and uh, may prefer another pH as well. Um, maybe I'll try a, a, a pot. I understand that some varieties actually can grow in a pot, so I may give that a try at some point. Well, Rose Moore has a great question for a Friday podcast, and maybe you'd like to answer this on the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, the number coming up shortly. But Rose says, and she posts a wonderful picture. I will post this photo, too, on weatherjazz.com episode notes, show notes uh, for episode 187. Rose says... These handcrafted dragonfly wind chimes are my own personal omen of summer. It was a gift from my husband years ago. He knew I loved wind chimes and dragonflies, and he had noticed that the dragonflies loved to be in my flower gardens all summer long. He installed the chimes in our treehouse, a screened porch off the back of our house, high up in tree level. The message that arrived with his gift told me that they contained special magic. I would hear them only when the spirit of summer was ready to announce its arrival. So, Rose's question is, what do you have or what do you look for for omens of summer? If you would like to call the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. I would love to hear what your omens of summer are. If I, if I uh, get enough of them, maybe we can make a, uh, a Friday segment, an open line Friday segment out of it. Hope so. So there you have it for this Friday. I hope you enjoyed this open line edition. Help me to spread the word. About this podcast, as many places as you can think of. Your sphere of influence is important to me. And do it on social media, email, over the fence, just in casual conversation. And special thanks to all of you who continue to partner and support Weather Jazz Victoria Singer in Vermont, Dale Osborne in Ohio, Will and Tonya Krauss in Ohio, Christine Barnes, Ohio, Rosemore. One of our contributors today in Ohio, Bill Martin in Florida. We recently had uh, lunch with him. Uh, He uh, came up to Ohio to visit family. Looks great. And uh, I think retirement uh, uh, looks great on him. I posted a photo on my Instagram account if you want to go check it out. Uh, And Andrea Rich in Tennessee. If you have a question or a topic suggestion, or if you want to answer that question that I just posed about summer omens, I welcome your input. You can reach me two ways, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, that's email, and now also via voicemail at the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. Again, 234-525-5888. And that number is always available at the bottom of every episode's show notes at weatherjazz.com. That wraps up this Friday. Uh, Looks like uh, Saturday will be our pick day of choice. Not by much, though. It's not going to be as stellar a weekend as we had last weekend. But, uh, hey, uh, at this time of year, with weather systems that are careening at us uh, very, very quickly, you just got to grab those days as they come. Best day will be Saturday. Looks like Sunday may start to get a bit showery. So, uh, there you have it for your weekend weather update. Make sure you join me on WJW television tonight at 5 and 7 p.m. That's my regular weekday weather slot now. And if you're not in the Cleveland television market, then all you have to do is go to weatherjazz.com and click on Live Fox 8, the tab at the very top, and you can actually watch from anywhere in the globe. Just click on the player. It'll open it up. Remember, if you're not in the Eastern time zone to make the adjustment, I'm on in the 5 p.m. hour and the 7 p.m. hour, an hour at 5 p.m., 5 to 6 p.m., and we have a half hour at seven, seven to seven thirty. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll catch you on Monday, Meteorological Monday, right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Across the globe. Across the, globe. the Weather Jazz podcast.